You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. We are really overdue for this podcast, but I really thought at this point SMU might have a new defensive coordinator to talk about because Kevin Kane departed for Illinois this week where he took over the role as assistant head coach and linebackers coach, a promotion really to be number two in command behind Brett Bielema at Illinois. He'll be working with Ryan Walters, the defensive coordinator that Brett Bielema hired from Missouri, who's one of the bright up-and-coming defensive coaches in college football, and along with Kevin Kane, too, both young coordinators that uh, are headed up to Illinois to start uh, the makeover and the turnaround of that program. And uh, first of all, I think when you look at Kevin Kane departing, it certainly came at a time where things are normally quiet in a way, unless you're a new coaching staff. Uh, which Illinois is uh, for what it's worth. But Kevin Kane completed that coaching staff for Illinois. And SMU, really, I think for them, this is a deal where Kevin Kane wanted to get back up to the Midwest, to a little bit up north, uh, where there's a lot of family, uh, both he and his wife. Uh, I think getting back to kind of those roots where his coaching career began were important in this aspect. Uh, and then there's Brett Bielema, who Kevin Kane worked for as a graduate assistant at Wisconsin and got his career going. And this step gets Kevin Kane closer to being a head coach, in my opinion. He in, he interviewed and was a finalist for the Northern Illinois head coaching job uh, last offseason. He interviewed at Missouri. He interviewed at Purdue. And I think after three years and three continued uh, three consecutive years of improvement in terms of points per game given up by SMU. Uh, this year certainly was a step back, I think, in some areas like the defensive line for the majority of the year. We didn't see the pass rush. We didn't see the tackles for loss as high as we did in 2019. But statistically speaking, SMU's defense certainly improved uh, in, in yards per game and points per game. And I think there were this was a year that for SMU won if you look at it, Mike Williams starts your last four games of the year for you at defensive tackle, I think last four games of the year. And he was supposed to be a penciled in day one starter. He opts out, he opts back in. He certainly wasn't in shape in the middle of the season. You had Junior Ajo and Devere Levelston, and especially Devere Levelston, who really was hit by COVID uh, contact tracing. And that kind of derailed the start of his SMU career. Didn't get going until a few games in. And then Junior Ajo was a junior college addition who's only been playing football for a couple of years. But And then there was Elijah Chapman who really emerged to be one of the best defensive tackles in the conference. So that defensive line showed improvement over the course of the year, but it was vastly different than certainly what SMU had in 2019 with some of the studs like Delante Scott and some of the veteran defensive tackles they had. And so this year was a turnover period up front. The secondary improved for the most part in a big way. You had Brandon Crosley. Brandon Stevens took a step back. You had Armani Johnson. Uh, but overall, the past defense for SMU did improve. And so this coming year, 2021, was supposed to be this year that SMU really broke out under Kevin Kane and beca- became a really hard-nosed defensive football team, uh, and especially if they were going to be able to get back to some of the ways that 
SMU's practice under Sonny Dykes, uh, the physical uh, practices, the, the toughness that is really preached throughout the offseason that we saw improve this team in 2019. And then in 2020, just with the turnover, I think it kind of hurt them a little bit in that regard. Um, so Kevin Kane gets a chance now with somebody he's very comfortable with, one of his close friends in the coaching business, uh, to get his chance at being at a Power 5 program up in his kind of neck of the woods. He'll be able to recruit Kansas City, uh, where he is from. Uh, he'll be able to recruit Chicago, which he did for Northern Illinois. Uh, he's back in the state where he really uh, burst onto the scene as a young rising coach. And and he, and he gets pay, rate, pay raise as well. So it was kind of, a I think, a perfect scenario for Kevin Kane, and that's why he took it. Uh, I texted with him after he took the job. He, want, he wants to get back to Texas at some point in his career. Uh, he really loved it at SMU. He's one of those guys that enjoyed his experience at SMU. And uh, both he and his wife communicated that. Um, and you saw a lot of the players you know, voice, I think, some of their, their love for Kevin Kane. And so uh, where that leaves SMU, though, is Sonny Dykes is searching for a new defensive coordinator. And so if you haven't subscribed to the to Pony Stampede, you can do so for $1. You get two months of access uh, of Pony Stampede, which brings you really, if you subscribe today as you're listening to this, it would bring you pretty much to the start of spring ball uh, for SMU. And so we've got a lot of content coming. We've been rolling out coach uh, stories with coaches, uh, SMU coaches about the 2020 season, about the 2021 recruiting class, looking ahead to 2021. And we'll continue to do that uh, over the course of the coming weeks. But right now, the big thing we're tracking is the defensive coordinator search. And we put our hot board up the night Kevin Kane left. I got on the phone with some sources, worked the phone lines. And I think if you're looking for that scoop, uh, I think you'll find what you're looking for in that hot board. And we'll continue to update it if things change. But as far as what SMU is looking for in a defensive coordinator, they're looking for somebody, I think, that brings toughness. And Kevin Kane and his staff were getting there in that regard. But this next year was supposed to be that breakout year where you had some of these newcomers returning. You were going to probably add a couple transfers that you really liked on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, and, and that can still happen in the spring with a new defensive coordinator. But the main thing is you return so much of your starting lineup and it's another year of development. It's another year of maturity, a physical development, and that toughness that I think they're looking for was starting, save for the ECU game, really um, starting to kind of turn the corner. And I do believe that. And, and defenses in college football these days are not going to slow down offenses. It's about bending but making disruptive plays when they matter. Tackles for loss, sacks, interceptions, fumbles. And that's something that under Kevin Kane, SMU's been very good at. Uh, they've they've been able to force turnovers. They were really good at it in 2019 uh, and, and led the country in sacks. Uh, they were one of the best teams at forcing turnovers. And in the games they lost, they couldn't do that, um, really. So th this defense is, is looking for an edge. They're looking for continued growth on the toughness side of things. I think that's why I like this recruiting class so much. Uh, all of those guys, for me, for the most part, scream toughness, physicality, and so the defense should continue to develop. And when you look at what SMU has offensively coming back and is also replacing at quarterback, you're going to need the defense to not really miss a beat in terms of its development. And so I look for SMU to try and find a veteran defensive coordinator or 
um, whether whether it's a, a retread, so to speak, or a group of five defensive coordinator that's been through the muck for a while and has and has cut his teeth, um, a, a defensive coordinator that maybe doesn't call plays, but somebody who's been in that role and been in that room coordinating defenses, uh, at least at the you know obviously the college level, I think is what we're going to be looking at here for SMU. So that's I think the big piece that they're looking for is toughness, an edge, uh, a, a uh, you know, a, a defensive coordinator that demands a lot from his players. And so that's what I think they're looking for. For the most part, I don't think you're looking for a young gun recruiter, uh, whether it be a defensive coordinator who's regarded as such elsewhere or a position coach. I, I don't think that is the main thing they're looking for. They need somebody who's going to come in and bring a lot of credibility and toughness to this defense because that's where it was trending and that's where it's got to go for SMU to have a chance to be really strong in 2021, which I think they can be if, if they can get this hire right. So as far as a timeline, I don't think it's going to take too long. I think for Sonny Dykes, he's always prepared for the most part to make a move. We saw that with Brett Dearson. Uh, when he departed in the summer, when they hired Rashad Samples. We saw that when Rat Lashley left, SMU moved fairly quickly on a new hire at offensive coordinator in Garrett Riley, and now for defensive coordinator. And the thing about defensive coordinator is Sonny Dykes has been an offensive coordinator and an offensive-minded head coach for so long that his defensive coaching uh, contacts, I think, are some of the ones that he's had to develop the most because as a head coach, you have to trust people on the defensive side of the ball to know what they're doing to to get the job done. Whereas if an offensive coach leaves and Sonny Dykes has coached a lot of different positions, he could step up and shoulder some of the load or uh, take some of uh, the the responsibilities because that's his side of the ball. So I think this is going to be a, a, I think SMU has a chance to make a really good hire here. Uh, I think when you look at the the pool of candidates, I think for SMU, you're going to see it be a wide range of people reaching out because of what Kevin Kane just did. Uh, he was improving the defense. The talent is there on the defensive side of the ball. And then that you saw him go on to become a power five associate head coach, um, assistant head coach, associate head coach, um, and, and certainly could have gone elsewhere to try and find a power five defensive coordinator job. He, I, I even have LSU fans uh, asking if, if he'd be worth the squeeze for Ed Ogeron to bring in for an interview. So his career is trending up and very few defensive coordinators from really, really good offensive teams get looked at for head coaching jobs um, and, and move up. And so Kevin Kane is one of those now that, that has kind of beaten the odds, so to speak, uh, at, at that position because it's, it's a hard when your offense moves at a quick pace when they score a lot of points and get a lot of possessions that's a lot more possessions to defend it's a lot more plays your defense has to stop and so it's a hard position to move up from and Kevin Kane j- did just that and so I, I think you're going to see a really good pool of candidates for SMU I think they're going to want to move relatively quickly here um, but um, I think the timing is 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 going to be Right. Like I, I think they could have a hire really quickly, uh, obviously, or things could have to play out a little bit behind the scenes and then they can make things official. So we'll be tracking that on Pony Stampede. Again, 
two months for the price of just $1 if you're not a subscriber. Uh, we've had a ton of people jumping on board for that as well. Gotten a lot of great feedback, not only on the hot board, but on the transfer buzz we've been posting uh, on the uh, on that front. There's been a lot of players that have been rumored uh, and certainly ones that have been pursued and ones that have been landed for SMU on the transfer front, and they'll continue to do that. And this weekend, as I'm recording this, uh, SMU's having uh, quite a few transfers move in. Texas Tech tight end Simon Gonzalez moves in. Oklahoma tight end uh, Grant Calcaterra moves in. Arizona State tight end Nolan Matthews moves in. And Oklahoma quarterback Tanner Mordecai moves in. North Texas running back Trey Siggers, who was brought in uh, as really the latest transfer to announce him going to SMU, is one that is expected to arrive this summer. I'll update you guys on the board if anything changes. But there's your depth piece at running back for SMU and one that, you know, moved from defensive back to running back in North Texas, broke out against SMU, had a strong finish to his career in the bowl game against North Texas, battled a little bit of a knee issue. SMU's kind of hoping that uh, as the Duncanville native uh, gets back to his hometown, uh, he can really break out and uh, provide an extra punch alongside Ulysses Bentley and TJ McDaniel in the backfield. He is somebody that when talking with Matthew Brune from our North Texas site, he said that, you know, look, the, the the flash, the talent is there. It's putting it all together and getting back to that 2019 form that Trey Siggers had uh, is the question. And with Rashad Samples leading that room, Trey Siggers will have an opportunity to do so. He'll have an opportunity to break out. He's got two years left uh, at the college level. So he kind of really fits in terms of the, the, the age and the timing of, of bringing him in. He's not somebody that's a one and done. He's not in the same class as TJ McDaniel and Ulysses Bentley or, uh, you know, uh, Tyler Levine for that matter. Uh, he is uh, a veteran guy who's been around and from talking with him, he just wants to make an impact, uh, but, but win games and he wants to help a team win. And that's why he quickly made the move to SMU uh, when he entered the transfer portal. So, I like that pickup for SMU. It, it's not. It was going to be a situation where it was going to be tough to get somebody that uh, is highly touted and say, oh, okay, we're going to give you 25 carries a game. That's not going to happen at SMU. They're not going to promise things like that. So Trey Sigurds transfers because he wants to win. Uh, he wants to do it in his hometown. And SMU is a great fit for that opportunity for him. So I like that pickup. But again, he'll arrive in June from what I'm hearing. Kind of wrapping things up on this edition of the pod. Uh, SMU welcomes Preston Stone, the four-star quarterback, Dylan Goffney, the wideout out of Bridgeland, uh, Bridgeland High, and then his teammate uh, and defensive back Bryce McMorris as your early enrollees uh, for SMU. Now, that wraps up this edition of the podcast. Keep it locked on Pony Stampede for all the latest. We'll be tracking the basketball season as well as any more transfers, coaching news, rumors, what have you. Uh, we'll have it all for you on Pony Stampede. Don't forget to leave us a rating, leave us a review, and subscribe to the Pony Stampede podcast. We'll catch you next time, guys. Have a great rest of the weekend. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I feel it in my I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I got to play. I'm going to play this game full speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.